Hey guys, welcome back to the Amateur Take. I'm Lanson, and I'm here with Savio and our guest Ethan. Hello. Ethan, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm good. First Feel time good. on a podcast, right? Yep. Excited. Yep. Very. Yes. All right. So, did you watch the Hungarian Grand Prix? That yes, I did. All right, Savio. Yeah, I did too. It was quite fun. Um, unfortunately, I missed it. So. How how was the Grand Prix? What did y'all think? Hmm. Okay, so the Hungarian Grand Prix. It was, in my opinion, quite a hectic race. A lot of stuff happened. But um, I I support Max. I feel like due to the events of the Hungarian Grand Prix, we have a little you know drop in the championship standings, unfortunately. All right. Can so do you think it was the race of the season so far? Because we saw Esteban Ocon take uh, take P1, and then we saw Vettel from P2 get disqualified. So so much happened, right? There was a lot of drama, and on the first lap itself, I think five cars got uh, a DNF. So what? Do you yeah. Think race of the season so far? Yeah. Uh, I I would disagree with that. I think Baku was a better race overall. Right. Okay, Savio. But, what do you think? I mean, I like the race, yeah, but I, I would agree with Ethan. I don't think it was the best of what we have seen till now. The the starting, obviously, as everybody knows, the first lap was quite dramatic with, like you said, five cars crashed out. And then towards the end of the race, we had Alonso and Hamilton fighting for positions and eventually Hamilton got through him. But between that, there was nothing much of it. It was all, all about Orkan and... Uh, Vettel, and sadly Vettel didn't get the podium bow. But what I feel was more controversial and for me exciting was the crash between Hamilton and uh, Max. Are you talking about the, the race before this? The race before yeah, the, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So Silverstone. Yeah, Silverstone. Silverstone. Yeah, that, that was really, uh, can't say controversial, uh, racing incident as yeah, it has it been termed. <laughs> yeah. It was a racing oh. incident, but some people... I'll try to blame Hamilton for it. It was I, a preventable I, racing incident, in yeah, my opinion. But you can't blame it on either party, though. Completely. Yeah, I think due to that event, what happened, this race was very looked forward to, right? Because it was the one right after Silverstone. Max had gone to the hospital. And uh, tensions were very high going into this race, I think, for both parties. So I think Max going out so early was a bit of a downfall, I think, for the race as a whole. Because uh, I think a lot of us wanted to see max at least push and i think he did push with the with the damaged car he got he came into the points i think he was ninth at first and then he got pushed to eighth after vettel got disqualified so not that bad of a race for him but he could have been could have done better obviously but yeah what to do <laughs> bottas bottas did that anyways all right so uh now we've seen that in the past few years uh, red bull has been slowly creeping up to mercedes and they had the lead till the last, I think, they they had, they were leading in the Constructors and in the Drivers' Championship till the last race. Uh, so yeah. what do you all think? Is Red Bull a real threat to Mercedes or was I, that just a start to the season? A good no, start? I, I think they're a real threat because they were leading by a lot. Given the fact that they had three cars DNF totally, you know, over the last two races, 
it's completely realistic that like Red Bull has a competent car and competent drivers in battling Mercedes. Savio? Yeah, I think the same too because Red Bull indeed have been creeping up in the technology and with the new driver lineup with Perez and uh, uh, Verstappen, it's much better than what they had last year with Gasly and Albon being the second driver to a max. But again, the next next year, there's going to be change in rules, so there's going to be new cars. So what I think is probably they creeped up too late to challenge Mercedes dominance because next year, we don't know who's going to dominate. There's going to be a blank slate. So what... I, I don't... Ag- see, I don't completely agree with the blank slate because the engines are being carried over. Yes, the Honda power unit that was at Silverstone seemed... To, you know, drop performance slightly, apparently, the FIA did request Honda to make a couple adjustments to their power unit, which has maybe lost them their edge. But given the fact that power units are carrying over, you know, still a hybrid 1.6 liter turbo engine, um, I wouldn't say that, you know, magically just because of all the aerodynamic changes and the changes in car philosophy and design, we will have a massive shuffle of the grid. But I think it will lead to far more interesting racing though. Yeah, definitely. Because a lot of these modifications have been made to increase, I mean, to reduce the gap between these cars, right? To encourage closer racing. That is why these modifications have been made, right? Obviously, yeah, the power units play a bigger role in this, the raw power of the car. But these modifications, the wing modification and the chassis modification, I think they will like definitely oh, yeah, like, like 100%. an edge in the next season. But I think this season, yeah, I agree that uh, it was not just luck at the start of the season for oh, Red Bull. And okay. I think Merck did like underperform a little. I think Bottas, even though he has been underperforming this year, he's still number four in the drivers' championship. But uh, he's not been performing as well as last season. And even Hamilton had a rough start, I would say. Verstappen had the best of starts. Uh, acing every race and uh, I think Red Bull if they have to win this season is their best chance because next season you don't know what is going to happen I mean I'm not saying Mercedes is a clear winner for next season but this season I think is their best chance I'll agree with that but I would also say I feel like of the contenders this year between Hamilton and Verstappen Hamilton has not had a single DNF like Bottas has had three DNFs his teammate Verstappen has had to check who has had his DNFs. So, Hamilton is very less prone actually to DNFs. Yeah, even if you look at like, his previous... Even start. in Azerbaijan, when he when he messed up the start, the restart, mm. the standing restart, he yeah. locked up, but he still finished the race. He still finished the race, yeah. So, yeah. of the okay. contenders, I feel like, you know, he is the most consistent in the sense that he has been able to, you know, drop out a performance, even if he had flaws like he always finishes the race yeah i always agreed 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 all right so speaking about uh, bottas has bottas done enough for to keep his seat next season or has russell bagged himself a seat for next uh, season? i don't think bottas has done enough to bag the seat that doesn't mean russell's gonna get it i just think they need a change for like next year because since there are like a lot of unknowns yeah the new cars new era and such you want to get the best two drivers to maximize your chance at every single event. I don't think Bottas does that for Mercedes. 
Yeah, and now especially with uh, Red Bull getting Perez, uh, a, a proper second fiddle to Verstappen, I think Bottas is is not going to be able to do what Mercedes want of him. Savio, what do you think? I mean, I agree with you guys too, because um, even if he had great performance in the last few seasons, being what do you say, a wingman to Hamilton, providing him one twos. I think uh, Russell, considering he has good talent and he's been quite good in, in a good car and he's pretty good in qualifying too, considering the car he's got. And yeah, I think there might be quite a debate as to what P- uh, Mark wants. Is it going to be Bottas or uh, Russell? But yeah, I think Russell might have a better chance in getting the Mark seat next year, considering what Bottas has been doing this season. All right. Could they go another way though? So now see, Russell is performing, yes, in his Williams. But uh, Williams have no pressure, right? They have no expectation. So, but when he comes to Mercedes, he's going to be expected to get either one, two or three every race, right? So that pressure is there on him. That expectation is there, expected. He's expected to get a certain one, two, three or a top two position every race. Will he be able to, you know, overcome this pressure because he's a 22, right? Russell is 21 or 22. So as a young driver, can he overcome this pressure? What do you all think? I, I think Russell in that position will be, he will do his best to the extent where I think he will perform better than Bottas because I, I don't know, for whatever reason, Bottas just seems to always be stuck behind Hamilton. He can never like get past that it's just at the threshold. He's just stuck. I think it's time. Like, I'm not saying George is guaranteed to do it because Hamilton, you know, has one of the best cases for the GOAT of Formula One, just between him and Schumacher. So competing against that every single race is always going to be tough. But I think Russell can manage it. Sarah? I mean, I think I might have to disagree because... No matter what the uh, talent uh, he has, uh, it's going to be a new environment for him, considering the fact that Williams have always been at best in the f- last few seasons a mid-tier team, while Mark is always, as you guys said, either one, two, or three. And look at Perez, for instance. Even he joined from Force India, or used to be, I mean, now it's called Racing Point, now Aston Martin, to uh, Red Bull. He didn't have the best of starts. He had, you need to have some kind of I think, uh, I'm not sure how many races, but he did need some time to get used to the car. He, he won on his fifth race. Yeah, fifth race. Sure. But, then, but then, I don't think he had a great points finish in the first four, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't, actually. You're right. Yeah. I mean, you, but, can, you, can, say, you can say that the, the, the cars were different, considering that he used yeah, to ride... That, that Red Bull is very different than the Mercedes. Yeah, Red Bull is different with Racing Point, because they have two different engines. And that won't be the case for Williams and Merck. But again, there might be a chills going up from a low-tier team to a higher-tier team and probably the most successful in the hybrid era. Okay, but uh, we have last year Sakia Grand Prix as a good proving ground for Russell. Like, he dominated that race while yeah, I'm, he had, I'm, was I'm, in the oh. Agreed. Yeah, and at the end of the day, these guys are the top, 10 dri- the top 20 drivers right in the world. Hmm. So, how hard will it be for Maybe he'll take a race or two. But I think he can uh, do better than Bottas has done this season. But the season is not over yet. 
So we don't know what Bottas yeah. can pull off in the next that's, that's uh, right, 10 right. to 11 races. So based on that, I think Mercedes will decide. So as of now, I don't think Merck is even ready with their decision. But uh, if Bottas performs, he might keep his seat because losing a, a driver like Bottas is going to hurt Mercedes as well. If not, I think they're uh, going to hand it off to Russell or anyone else. I don't know. I don't know who else, but it has to be Russell, right? I, mean, I, I, I have two questions for y'all. All right. Um, do you truly believe Checo Perez is the number two driver that Red Bull needs? Like, do you I, think he's the best option for that second seat? I think he is. Because for one thing, I think he is uh, okay with being the second fiddle, right? Uh, when Verstappen was paired with, I think, Ricardo, I don't think Ricardo hmm. was too happy about playing second fiddle to Verstappen because, firstly, Ricardo was there before Verstappen, I think. Yeah, and he, he was. was the top dog, right? So, yeah. when Verstappen came and Red Bull focused their their whole team towards Verstappen glory, I think it hurt Ricardo a little and that's it all led to him leaving eventually. But uh, I think a driver like Perez doesn't really mind it. I think as we've seen, he doesn't really care. I see, I don't think he second. minds it. My yeah. question was that, do you think he is the best driver for that seat? That's why I think he's the best driver for that seat. Because you should have... See, even the, the same thing with Bottas. Right? I don't think he really cares that he's the second fiddle. As long as the team is doing well. Drivers like Bottas and Perez and uh, even... Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? As of now, no one's coming to mind. But these two drivers, they don't really mind playing second fiddle. Now, if you throw see, George to, Russell... In I'll the, have to disagree with you when it comes to Bottas. Because I, I don't think he really enjoys it too much. No, he doesn't enjoy it, obviously. But he knows he can't do anything, right? Yeah. When you drive alongside drivers like Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, hmm. you have to play second fiddle. And eventually, you will be okay with that. But now, if you throw in a driver like, let's say, George Russell, into the Mercedes mix, will he be okay with playing second fiddle? I don't think so. He's young, up and coming. He, yeah, he he'll have the mentality where, you know, he wants to go for it. Like, he wants the win. He doesn't want second yeah, place. Agreed, agreed. That's why throwing in two up-and-coming drivers together is, uh, is, is very... It harms the team, I feel. I don't know. That's why I think Perez is a really good fit because I think he's, he knows his role, right? He knows his role. And he's a good driver. I mean, I don't know how he ran. I feel like... Perez needs to perform slightly better, like more consistently. He performs consistent on some races and on other races he spins out and gets nothing. That's true. He's a little inconsistent, but... See, I uh, I feel like there are two problems with that Red Bull seat. One, they have built that car for Max. So it's very different. Okay, so when you compare it to Mercedes... Mercedes has two cars which are both drivable. We know that because when Russell did take Hamilton's car last year at Sakia, he drove it and he drove it very well. I don't feel it's the same if you just drop a replacement into that Red Bull. I feel like that Red Bull has a massive learning curve and Checo is still figuring it out. And I think Checo does have like a limit, like an upper limit. I don't think you know, he's going to be winning five races in a row, three races in a row. Maybe he can scrape a win together every now and then. So, in the long run, do you believe Chaco is the best option? But, see, uh, Red Bull, have have Red Bull really gone for Chaco to win four or five races in a row? Have they okay. Really? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So they've got him to play second fiddle to Verstappen because Verstappen is just 23. I'm going to say he has 10 really, really good years in him. Oh, yeah. Maybe That's even it. more. Yeah, maybe even more. So like Fernando Alonso is 40 years old this year. Exactly. Raikkonen is going to be, I think Raikkonen is 40. Fernando oh, yeah. Alonso. I believe he's a little older. Yeah, Raikkonen exactly. is the oldest so on the These team. guys have long primes. So I don't hmm. think they have gone for Checo to win races. They've gone for Checo to protect Verstappen from Mercedes dominance. That's what we saw last season. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He is definitely that's... doing a much better job yeah, at exactly. like That's I think that's the only reason they have gone for him. What do you think, Savio? Yeah, I think the same too. Just like how Bottas was for Hamilton for the past few years. That's I think that's what Christian Horner thinks of Checo for the Red Bull team. Now if you look at what you guys talked about um the infighting which could happen between Russell and Hamilton if they joined. Yeah, so what I'm trying to say is that I think Christian Horner believes Checo would be a second fiddle. a more of a support to Max Verstappen like Bottas was for Hamilton in the first few years when he joined Mercedes. And yeah, I don't think the team expect um Checo Perez to be in the podium like in, in the first or second position for a long so it might be uh, like like what Ethan said once in a while victories but mostly helping Verstappen reach the podium and securing a position for him all right uh okay so why i was talking about chaco is because it's not even confirmed if they're going to keep him for next year so there have been like rumors that Hamilton Marco might be looking to promote Gasly or get an entirely new driver so the same way we're you know talking about whether we think Bottas has done enough for the seat do you feel like Checo has done enough you know for the first half of the season uh first half of the season yeah i think he's done enough cuz uh, first time with the car first season with the car so i think uh, he's he's fifth in the drivers championship two points behind uh, Bottas hmm. so i think as of now with what we've seen as a first time driver of that red bull which is built specifically for max verstappen i think he's done enough but uh, he has to do a little better as red bull expect of their drivers they're uh, very loose with their drivers and uh, they don't really give second chances so i think if he performs as well as he's been performing they'll keep him for another season but uh, they'll expect him to keep performing better and better otherwise they're just going to get rid of him as red bull do yeah <laughs> and just go for on a young up and coming driver but as of now i think he's done enough sadio yeah same i mean considering what you guys just said he's been only there for half a season and you can't say much false about him yeah he's been inconsistent but he has done quite a lot compared to gasly and alvin in the last year's um, season yeah, yeah so let's see what happens i mean not like they have a lot of options for second seat in red bull okay, okay. so yeah. you didn't watch the hungarian grand prix yeah no i missed it okay so there was a moment in the hungarian grand prix where george russell you know was speaking on team radio when he told them nicholas latifi his teammate was ahead of them in the race order so he was actually up the grid russell even said like you tell me what you want to do strategy wise whatever we can do to help nicholas's position so do you think that kind of team first mentality that he did show at williams would follow through 
to Mercedes. Do you think that would, you know, as we are assuming he'll join Hamilton, there'll be infighting because, you know, they want to be number one. But given the fact that actually a couple of years ago at the Russian Grand Prix, Hamilton was ahead. Uh, Hamilton was behind Bottas. They asked Bottas to let him by. He let Hamilton by. Hamilton couldn't clear the gap. And on the last lap, on the last corner, he let Bottas take back third position. So do you think, given the fact that we know these things about these two drivers, there is a good case wherein they could work together? Agreed. Quite well. Agreed. But the, the thing is, see, these two are different circumstances, right? Now, see, Williams were fighting for eighth and ninth. Mark are always fighting for top two. And Bottas is not capable as we've seen in the past seasons, of winning a championship, right? A world driver's championship. Mm. He's not a capable driver enough. But with George Russell, he has the talents, as said by Fernando Alonso himself, that he is capable of winning a driver's championship. And I think uh, Hamilton still has a couple of years left in him, right? Yeah, he's got a two-year contract. Exactly. So now when both of them are equally capable, it's of fighting for the WBC, this is where things. This is where you see their uh, team, team first uh, nature slightly starts to reduce, right? Because when you are fighting for a WDC, every point matters. So I don't think they will be as team oriented. But obviously, most of these drivers are team oriented, team first. But in some situations, you never know. Like you never know. This is what. This is where all these team clashes happen. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Savio. Yeah, true, because uh, as of now, I don't think Russell has tasted the tasted victory ever. He hasn't. Yeah. That too, that so too. Once, he, once, he, once he starts getting podiums, I think he might, maybe, maybe like Lanson said, maybe the team first mentality might start to crumble. I'm not saying it's going to vanish completely, but he would be a little more competitive considering the fact that he too wants to win. I mean, nobody joins... Uh, as a driver to help the team. They want a world championship with the name. And once a person starts winning, of course, they would want to win more. And there might be a few tense moments between them wherein they might not consider the team first and consider their own potential, um, one of potentials, their own prospects first. So again, you can't compare the... Uh, I mean, you can to a certain extent, but you can't say this will be what the future holds for them as teammates. Agreed. I think those are very good points. All right. Let us move on. Now, uh, in the constructor standings, as of now, Mercedes is number one with 303. And Red Bull is just behind with, I think, they're trailing by 12 points. But in the third and fourth position, we have Ferrari and McLaren tied at 163. This is after 10 races down. So now, at the end of the season, who do you think will be the best of the rest? Ferrari or McLaren? Ethan? I think Ferrari will bag third. They have two good drivers. They have a car that is quite inconsistent. But, you know, with further development during the season, if they choose to go that route, maximize the package, I think they can definitely take third. I don't think Daniel Ricciardo has fully, you know, grown into his McLaren seat yet. I feel like he is the missing link for that McLaren team to fight for the both Charles Leclerc and uh, Carlos Sainz 
are very good drivers They're competing at a very high level in ferrari daniel needs to match that for them to be competitive agreed savio what do you think yeah the same i mean lando norris is doing pretty well compared to charles leclerc yeah he's third in the ஒரு <laughs> because i am not so confident with uh, charles vitter i'm not so big on him i think he's a great driver don't get That's... me wrong but i feel like he crumbles a lot under pressure interesting and, uh science i i think science is capable science is quick he's good uh, but uh, i don't know about charles leclerc yeah he's i think yeah carlos science and charles leclerc both are 6th and 7th on the driver standings as of now mm. with 80 points 83 and 80 respectively and uh, i don't know i'm not so big on charles leclerc what do you think savio i think maybe mclaren because uh, the ferrari team is quite inconsistent looking at the team they have carlos sainz and charles leclerc both are really good drivers but i think charles leclerc might be really inconsistent and considering he's got more dnfs than lando So yeah naturally there is an advantage for McLaren unless they t- have DNFs or a lower point finish because and again like uh, you guys said Ricardo is the missing link between the uh, the two teams and I prefer Sainz over Ricardo but if Ricardo gets his work done properly I think it might be a third position for McLaren rather than Ferrari All right okay do you see anyone else making a push for that third position as of uh, now okay i i to be honest i don't think any of the other constructors really i think 1 2 3 and 4 are pretty solid i don't i doubt we'll see massive change uh i will however say that like ricardo to me he's very good driver it's just that he keeps changing teams quite consistently so maybe it's just he's not settled with the car to the same level we'd expect to see from him but um if we don't if you don't mind let's talk if, if we can can we talk about uh, charles for a little bit yeah, yeah like i i do believe he is quite a good driver he's had a lot of dns which have cost him a lot of points he did have very controversial pole in monaco but he never started that race so yeah. he 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 lost good chunk of maybe 25 possible points Yeah, he would have won that because it's tough, yeah. pretty tough to overtake in Monaco. Exactly. So, we, we need to keep that in consideration. Charles Leclerc has no, had a very lucky, unlucky run uh, of races. Yeah. So he, he, he got that pole because he crashed, right? Into yes, that, that's true. It is controversial. He did crash on the last, you know, couple of minutes of qualifying, preventing Max from taking pole. Forget possibly. Possibly. We'll forget controversial leave the controversy out of it uh, that is just that just speaks about crumbling under pressure right? i think he's done this a couple of times he's crashed yeah i think followed it in baku too yeah so this is what like i'm talking about so he's a really good driver i'm not taking anything away from his driving skills solely but 
a little sometimes i don't know he just crumbles a little under pressure he could do better you know if he performs maybe better, maybe better. it's just a bad face you know when across he yeah, was quite think, quite a great driver last last season yeah. still a great driver i, I believe of, sorry just had a couple of races which were bad for him which set the mood down yeah i'll agree with that uh, to be honest i feel like it's more of a ferrari thing than just charles charles yes i you could say he could have done a couple things differently but ferrari as a whole needs to make a vast improvement to see that same level of consistency for example when sebastian vettel was still with ferrari you know last season yeah um charles leclerc completely dominated he was far better than vettel was in the yeah. same car so I, i think leclerc deserves a little bit more respect all right all right I'll no i i'm definitely not disrespecting him i'm a huge fan of his but sadly this season hasn't been his greatest hmm. so i'll give him his respect yeah, that performs a little better okay uh, that's fair <laughs> enough all right let us move on so now uh in 2020 racing point now known as aston martin they were they came fourth in the drivers championship this season they are seventh with just 48 points what do you think is the reason because uh they changed their driving lineup i think from lance stroll i mean it was checo perez was there last year with them yeah they've upgraded or you could say you know that's debatable whether Yeah, Seb is an on, upgrade. Your driver skill, obviously, Seb is an upgrade, right? Hmm. Yeah. So, what do you think is the reason for their downfall? What exactly happened? Uh, I think they have collected a huge chunk of points, if not for what happened to Seb at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Maybe that would have put them in, you know, fifth instead of seventh. I'm not too sure of the point. It would difference. have. It would have. It would have. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So, I I don't think they're underperforming. I just think it's. again some bad luck that is part of racing that's just you know happening we have an entire half of the season left to see what goes on do, do you think that um, so sen is a good fit for the seat lance stroll though his contract is up after this season you think they should resign him i don't know if they should but i think they will it's uh, daddy's team So I think yes. they're going to re-sign him. And uh, to be honest, he is not half a bad driver. I think he's a really good driver. Uh, people uh, use the daddy's money thing to yeah. take away from his driving skills. See, I don't I, think he's a bad driver. I agree with you. I will, however, say I believe he should be in Formula One, but I don't believe he should be in that Aston Martin seat. Maybe a team, a back market team like William Alfa Romeo, William. would be a better fit because if he does prove that he can drive and he gets promoted that's fine but the thing is he's not performed as well as would be expected of another driver in that Aston Martin seat all right okay savio what do you think I mean, considering the point which you made regarding um, the fourth position they had last year and currently they're in seventh what i think is they had quite a lot of dnfs yeah L- look at look at hangaru ring um, landstroll knocked out baku landstroll knocked out uh, vettel disqualified because of the regulations at hungary yeah so quite a huge amount of points which they lost out 
and regarding what you guys said about Lance Stroll not maybe not may not be the best fit for Aston Martin yeah true probably maybe he could go on to a lower team prove his metal and come he might he will change considering like you guys said his dad's a major contributor to the uh head of the consortium team so i don't think that's ever going to this ever going to be a question as to who's going to be the driver lineup in aston martin the only variable right here would be vettel not not lance stroll no but vettel signed i believe three or four years i think yeah, vettel, vettel i think the sign vettel more for his tech, uh, you know experience yeah four times world champion yeah more like a mentor to lance stroll to push him because i think they feel the future of the team is with lance stroll more of a long term uh, investment i would say how old is lance stroll 22 23 right yeah he is in his early 20s yeah so he's I, i think we should give these young drivers a little bit more time and i think under seb he can probably i'm not going to say turn into a world drivers championship but he could perform a lot better than he is right now and as sabio said a lot of bad luck a lot of dnf so hopefully yeah. he does perform i think he's a really good driver and he can perform but uh, we never know in f1 the business at the end of the day and uh, they might get rid of lance stroll as well if he doesn't do well for the team so never know all right ethan anything to add uh towards aston martin oh, who do you think will finish as best of the rest though at the end of the season so best of the rest being right now we have a battle between aston martin alfa tauri and alpine yeah They yeah. fill out uh, four to seven, and then there's Alfa Romeo, uh, Williams, and Haas. Williams. So, who who do you think will finish best of the rest? Best of the rest. Uh, as of now, I think Alpine's doing well, but uh, that is just in, it, an inflated result, I think. Yeah. Race. So I'm not going to say Alpine. Uh, maybe Alfa Tauri. I think they've been performing consistently with Gasly, but. Mm. Uh, I I am not going to put money on any of these guys because as we say they are the best of the rest and very inconsistent who comes it keeps changing race by race based on which uh, which team is lucky that day to be honest <laughs> that that is true yeah so best of the rest is i think the most unpredictable throughout the season because even till the last race i think even last season the best of the rest was decided at the last race yeah I'm not sure yeah so best of the rest is a very unpredictable position to a debate but if i had to put my money i would say uh, alpha tauri with the interesting gasly i, I, I might have to disagree with you i okay. think aston martin will finish in that fifth position in my belief it will be aston martin alpha tauri and then alpine or yeah probably i i don't think yuki sonoda the other alpha tauri driver is performing to the expectations that we all had for him which is a disappointment you know japanese drivers you always hope they do well but unfortunately they never do sarah what do you think Better i think i'm going to agree with you on that i think we're going to be aston martin then it's going to be alfa tauri then alpine i mean yeah. i think i think we all know who's the last two going to be it's going to be haas definitely being last ha- one haas haas yeah haas will be dead last but yeah. we don't I, i'm not sure is williams in ninth Yeah, Williams is a ninth. Yeah. Okay. I am. I'm pretty sure Haas had a lot more DNFs than Williams. Yeah. 
Nikita Mazepin crashes out every other race or so. so. Yeah. Sadly, even Schumacher. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why, yeah. why don't we talk about Schumacher for a bit? Mick Schumacher, being specific. Uh, what, what do you think about his... Um, you know, he had a very racy stint with Max Verstappen during the Hangara ring race. So what, what do you think about that? Uh, inflated again. <laughs> Max had half a car. So oh, yeah. Oh, okay, very true. But... Yeah, we should think of uh, that stint too much. But uh, uh, I see, uh, you can't really judge a driver when he's in a Haas car, all right? Especially this season. I don't know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but, but... Uh, I, I think he can perform. Uh, obviously, his dad's experience would have done a good enough job to keep him in F1. Mm. Obviously, the skills would have passed, been passed on when your dad is the seven-time world champion. Yeah, I, no, I, I believe something. Yeah, so, I believe sure both yeah. Schumacher and Mazepin are signed to Haas. Yeah, and the uh, they can't get rid of Mazepin either for a while at least. Speaking about Haas, uh, what do you think? What do you what what do you think went wrong for them? Because in 2018, uh, they were fifth <laughs> in the drivers' championship. Can you believe yeah. that? They were fifth. So, what do you think happened to death? What do you think was suddenly, what, what was the downfall? In just three years, they're dead bottom. I think everything yeah, started to go along. Maybe around like that rich energy sponsorship. Because that was like a farce. It was terrible. They left you in the middle of the season as well. Okay, yeah. True. So, I think that financial blunder just kind of messed things up for the team. Right. And uh, what do you think about them getting rid of uh, Magnussen and Grosjean? What What do you think? Those were the right moves? Okay, personally, I, I never liked Roman Grosjean. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I just don't think he deserved, you know, the Formula One drive. Plus, he used to crash into literally everyone. I mean, I'm happy that he is an IndyCar now, you know, enjoying himself and all. Magnussen... I don't think he ever performed to the level wherein you can justify keeping him for such a period of time. They decided to clean house, get two young drivers, you know, Nikita Mazepin, if you want to say that he was good enough for the seat. Mm -hmm. So I think they decided to like, you know, shift focus and try another way. Savio, what do you think? I mean, I think Grosjean and Magnussen were I mean, they're good drivers. I wouldn't call them great drivers, but good. But what I think what came down to as the uh, reason for failure would be inconsistency and obviously the, the drama they had behind behind the scenes. I don't think Rosen and Magnuson had were quite good friends off the track. And, uh, and I also don't like the fact that they hired two rookies in one season. I mean... They're new to the sport. I mean, the, the upper tier Formula One. They have, they, I mean, they have experience riding Formula cars, but it's the first season, and it's just two, it's two ment- uh, rookies in an old tier team, so they don't have a mentor as such. Yeah, Look that's at, a very good point, actually. Yeah, I mean, they should have done something like Aston Martin, bringing an experienced guy with a person like Lance Stroll, who who's not. I mean, he doesn't have much experience, but he's got a mentor now, so he can improve if there's a potential to improve. That is another question altogether. But Haas bringing in two rookies might have been a bad mistake. I mean, they could have kept either one of uh, Grosjean or Magnussen considering who they want and bring in a new guy. 
by doing by bringing in two rookies i think they dug their own grave yeah a blunder to be honest Because... do you do you mind if i interject yeah, yeah. okay i i i don't think it was a blunder i actually will oppose you know that i i think getting the rookies was a good idea in the sense that both lowman lojon and kevin magnuson weren't good enough to you know compete on a race to race basis nor did they provide any other form of you know development for the team in the sense that getting nikita maspin got has a lot of monetary gain he is a paid driver he pays them a good amount of money to drive for them having a driver like mick schumacher who is just i know he is the son of michael schumacher but just that name on that team puts eyes on haas and i think for that sense it is a better move than paying two aging drivers who who didn't perform for another season now if you're going to say they need a mentor uh vettel is actually very close personally with mick schumacher so i think on that sense you can find mentors around the grid another point i will add is we've had feeder teams in formula 1 for the entire history of the sport teams like manadi and sauber have always existed to help drivers get their feet wet in this you know crazy sport so i i don't think saying that you should have kept a more experienced driver on the team would have you know helped because um, for example a couple of years ago alfa romeo got uh, robert kubica back and it was just it it didn't make sense like you're not progressing new drivers in the sport plus kubica in his you know injured state you know he wasn't able to get back to 100% couldn't perform the way he wanted to perform so i think it's very important that there are certain teams that always bring in fresh talent into the league agreed i'm going to agree with everything you've said but what i'm saying is like they 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 were so good that they came fifth right in the uh constructors championship that is <clears throat> right after they just got they just i think they entered in 2016 if i'm not wrong yeah yeah i'm i'm and not sure the exact two, in two quick years they they came fourth so a lot of f1 enthusiasts were very excited for the next season after they came fifth because i mean how can you go straight down from there right you can't no i agree so that is the reason like why i feel like they should have given at least one of them okay another year or two because if you can perform that good You obviously have something left you can't just get it of a diver because of one or two bad seasons right yeah i have an explanation for that actually yeah go ahead so they joined yeah remember how okay so last year when aston martin was still racing point there was the whole controversy that they were basically just the pink mercedes yeah i remember that yeah okay so when haas joined formula 1 yes they basically had a, the very similar relationship that aston uh, that sorry racing point had with mercedes that haas then had with ferrari they purchased so many components from ferrari 
and that was when ferrari was dominating they were quite good they purchased a lot of components they used ferrari's wind tunnel so i think that also you know gives sign to why they were so good when they joined and the deterioration because over the last couple of seasons they've had a lot of rule changes that prevent you know quote unquote simply copying the competitors car and half with their monetary issues i think they they went you know they slid down real fast all right so they had to downgrade a lot of parts is that what you're saying I, i'm not saying they had to downgrade i'm saying that they had to either make the parts themselves instead of purchasing it or they had to take older parts from teams like ferrari and one more thing even ferrari has dropped in recent years right so that yeah. to be related all right very good all right good point savio anything to add no at all all right uh, if nothing to add i think we are done for today that's it uh good conversation yeah. ethan as the first guest on the show <laughs> thank you mm, th- for thank time. you for having me thank you for your time all right we'll see you guys next next week where we'll be discussing football Messi Ronaldo and a lot of other topics still then stay tuned cheers